Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Everybody, welcome to King of the Hill podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Rusty. He is Rusty. Rusty, we're at season five, episode three. Spin the choice. Spin the choice. What is weird to me about this episode is that the spin the choice game is like the C story. Like it's way down the line. Yeah, and uh, this is an episode that I really don't like. Really? John Redcorn. That no, I like the episode. <laughs> it's just where I don't really like John Redcorn in this episode. I think this is a John Redcorn's a dick episode. Uh, prior to our, our, a little uh, bit before we recorded, uh, I was talking to Mason about uh, how it's kind of screwed up that John Redcorn would wait 13 years to yeah, no try to be dad. Like he already forfeited that. You know, when he didn't, well, when he realized that that baby was his at birth, yeah. like if they didn't say nothing until the baby was born, that's yeah. one thing, yeah. you know, yeah. but like sure. as soon as that baby was obviously his, he should have tried I, then. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I, we, we are supposed to understand that it's all Nancy's fault uh through this thing and it's, yeah it's really not no uh, it's, it's a little bit of, of, it's, yeah, it's both it, of it takes two to make a baby it takes two to tango unless you got a petri dish, unless uh, you got a petri dish. okay well let's get started um, and this uh is another uh toby episode paul lieberstein oh, is it? okay great. yeah i'm gonna try to get a hold of him actually i'm that'd gonna bug wonderful. him on social media and see I if i can get him on i'd to love paul to have lieberstein. him too that'd be yeah. great oh that'd be pinnacle yeah all right so we start no bell no yell uh because we're on episode three season five uh it is morning it's kitchen uh, Hank's drinking some coffee. Bobby is eating his cereal, which is cookie crunch. Uh, and the one thing I thought was odd about this is Hank is in a sweatshirt. You never see Hank in no, a sweatshirt. No, not, not usually. That's yeah. kind of weird to see Hank in anything other than what he wears. So Hank starts it up. Okay, I was going to do this after you got home from school, but I'm too excited. He pulls out the electric carving knife and shows it to Bobby. Bobby says, the turkey knife. Hank's like, that's right. I've been waiting for uh, the right year, and if you feel ready – this Thanksgiving, you'll be carving out one of the three Tom turkeys. said, I'm ready, Dad. I wasn't last year. I realize that now. <laughs> He's just like waving <laughs> yeah. the knife around. I says, all right, uh, pretend it's Thanksgiving and this bread is a turkey. So he pulls out a big loaf of like, looks like ciabatta or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Gives him a meat fork, uh, gives him the electric knife, and... Uh, He's supposed to start carving it like it's a turkey. He's learning. You know, this yeah. is his practice. This is his practice. It's training. Uh, he says, okay, pretend it's Thanksgiving and this bread is a turkey. So he starts carving it and he goes, oh my God, it's so juicy. And he cuts off a big chunk of it because yeah. it scares him. 
He goes, you see, Bobby, on Thanksgiving, people will be so jazzed by the moistness of the turkey, you'll have to tune them out. Now try again. He turned the bread around, and then Bobby Giving him distractions <laughs> while he's cutting. Yeah. Bobby it's like, it's like uh, 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 what is it, dodgeball. Yeah. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, well, uh, apparently, uh, I was reading an article about uh, Tiger Woods and his son. Yeah. So Tiger Woods' dad used to, I don't know about yelling and stuff, but he would make distractions behind Cub? him. Uh, Cub, yeah, because that, that's maybe. a missed opportunity. But uh, yeah, he makes noise behind his son while he's golfing. Yeah, so that he said that if he could tune me out as his dad, that makes sense. He can tune anybody out. Yeah, it actually makes sense, which is true. Like yeah. if you can tune a parent out, you could tune out anything but on earth. We're talking about a professional game versus cutting a loaf of bread here. So it's a professional game. Is it cutting meat at cutting an meat? event? I feel like I feel like. Whenever you pull them, like you're doing a barbecue or something, and yeah. there's a bunch of guys yeah. that barbecue, yeah. and you pull the barbecue out, everybody's like watching you the whole time to see yeah. how you do your process yeah. of cutting it and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of scrutiny on the the cutter. I was at a uh, the slicer. I was at some friend's house yesterday, and uh, it was after a graduation, and um, he's got this brand new smoker. It's basically a five gallon drum, but real nice, like. It's got like four different chimneys on it. Oh wow, and all this that's stuff. like a yeah, big, it's pretty big, cool. Pretty big smoker. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really really nice. Uh, stands straight up. He's a Saints fan, so it's got the big fleur de lis oh, yeah, on the front of it or whatever. Yeah. So Bobby's trying to cut up the bread like a turkey, and uh, Hank says the kids' table needs dark meat, and he's just unflinched. He just keeps on cutting. Uh, now we're going to Dale's kitchen uh, with uh, John Redcorn at the table, and Dale's got some books. Uh, John Redcorn says, Dale, I read the government returned 84,000 acres to the Utes near the Orahee Reservation. It's a good precedent for our tribe's lawsuit, don't you think? Dale says, well, with me acting as your legal advisor, I'm confident you have an airtight case, although I am not sure what you mean by precedent. So <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> Joseph comes in and says, hey, Dad. He goes, hey, son. Uh, and then, of course, um, Joseph goes over and just starts drinking some orange juice right out of the carton uh, out in the refrigerator. Redcorn trying to strike up a conversation with Joseph. He says, Joseph, hello. Hey, so uh, is that a new backpack? Looks good on you. You know, I'm speaking to your class today. We'll be going over a Native American role in Thanksgiving. Why, I don't, uh, why don't I give you a ride to school? He said, no, I'll ride my bike. And he said, Dad, my bike chain is busted. And, of course, Dale, being the problem solver, says, uh, no problem, son. I'm pretty sure I keep a chain tool in Hank's garage. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, they, he, they both leave to go take care of the chain. Redcorn is still at the table. He's just – you can see he's just kind of hanging his head. He's super yeah, he's depressed. Yeah. I, I think there's two things going on here, right? Um, like you said, why did it take 13 years, right? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Redcorn has reached a point in his life where he feels just kind of hollow and empty. He's not got Nancy. He's not got Joseph. Yeah, I think he's getting older too, you know, you know and and seeing – and I imagine what's happening now because uh, I know it happened with me and my dad when I went through my teenage years. He's seeing his boy become a man and start yeah, to look sure, more like he sure. does and more like he did. So I feel like he's starting to go through all this emotional crap because he's seeing his son now become a man yeah. and he looks – just like John Redcorn. Those, those White Snake songs don't mean as much. They don't mean days. as much. Yeah. No, they yeah. don't. So in comes. Oh, wow. He was listening to White Snake, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, sure. In comes uh, Nancy. Uh, she's got her weather suit on, uh, which is just a, a, a lady suit. Yeah. Uh, morning, John Redcorn. He goes, Nancy, you miss Joseph. Well, I, I guess you see him every day. He's, he's just grown so much. Too much time goes by without me seeing him. Thank God for the holidays. Nancy, of course, got yeah, some bad, yeah, bad news She got for bad him. news yeah. for her. She goes, yeah, about that. I don't think it's a good idea you coming by this Thanksgiving. But I barely see my son since we broke up. Shug, he's Dale's son, remember? You say that now, but when it comes time to get him into college, let's see which box you check. <laughs> he's got, wow. He's got a great point there. He does yeah. got a great point. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so uh, now we're at Tom Landry Middle School. Uh, uh, John Redcorn is speaking to the class. Um, my people once owned what is now central and southern Texas. Our land was taken from us by the white man. He looks over at Joseph. Joseph's just bored out of his gourd. Uh, this is a, the, the, the next line Bobby. from Bobby. Bobby's lines are great right here. Bobby says, uh, Mr. Redcorn. He goes, yes. He goes, are you sure it's a white man who did all this stuff? Because I come from white people, and this is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, perfect, that's a great line. <laughs> that's a wonderful line. He says, yes, I am sure. Uh, he goes, wow. He goes, yes, wow. 
School bell rings. Uh, everybody gets up to leave. Bobby and Joseph are up front, and they're kind of packing up to get out of there. And he goes, you know, Bobby, if you're interested in learning more, I could give you and Joseph a ride home. Uh, Bobby says, ride, really? I've been dreading to walk home all day. These legs get dog tired by 310. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. He's like a he's middle-aged woman. A, he is yeah. very much. All right, now we're uh, in the living room with uh, Luann uh, on the couch there. I'm pretty sure that's something my mom has said before. These legs are dog tired by 310. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Luann's just kind of relaxing on the couch reading a magazine. Uh, in comes Peggy. Uh, she says, Luann, are you ready for another Thanksgiving boggle tournament? Uh, she says, Aunt Peggy, everybody hates your boggle wow. tournament. <laughs> she Woo. just says it right out straight. Yeah, she wow. goes, what? What? He goes, you just said that everybody hates my boggle tournament. She goes, I, I didn't say that. I thought it. <laughs> so she, she said thinks, just out loud, yeah. She thinks she, she thought something when she said it. Well, now that you know, everybody does hate your boggle tournament because uh, you give grades instead of prizes. Peggy said, yes, Boggle is a harsh mistress. Maybe I should come up with a game that other people have a chance at. It's going to be tough to find one that doesn't give me an advantage. What the? God dang, yeah. <laughs> Great job, Peggy. All right, so now we're in the pickup line at Tom Landry Middle School. There's some uh, music playing on the Jeep. Uh, uh, John Redcorn's waiting for the two boys to come out, and he's talking to himself. So, okay, Johnny, stay cool. Don't bore him. Uh, <laughs> Bobby gets in. Joseph just keeps on walking down the street. Yep. Uh, he says, where's Joseph going? Yeah, who knows? The kid's a freaking mystery. <laughs> he goes, I waited two and a half hours. Bobby says, uh, and I really appreciate that, especially after all you say the white man did to the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> John Redcorn says, uh, you don't know the half of it. And he just kind of watches Joseph ride by on a bike. He goes, the white man is still doing it. Hundreds of years of the systematic rape of my people is not enough, is it? Bobby says, I'm sorry. I just have to again. I have to ask one more time. This is the white man? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got to check it, yeah. <laughs> Bobby just has no idea. All right, now we're in uh, Peggy's office with Peggy and Luann. Peggy says, I've researched all the best games in the world. All of them, by the way. She's researched every single every one single of them. All the good ones at least. The world. Yeah, yeah. All the good ones at least. Uh, she says, and what I learned is people like to spin and people like to choose. The trick was getting rid of all the boring stuff in between. <laughs> Luann says, spinning and choosing, I like those. Wait, what do I get to choose? Peggy says, well, some game shows have you choose a letter. Who cares? Some shows you uh, choose a category. My God, wake me up when it's over. In my game, you take that choice and you spin it. The name of the game is Spin the Choice. Luann, do you want to spin the choice? And then Luann's just, she's yeah. just so happy about yeah. it. She wants to spin that damn wheel. Well, think about how many games where you spin a wheel somewhere in the game. Oh, the sure. Only one, the only one that's on TV Price is, is, right. is, is... Wheel of Fortune. Two of those. Yeah. Uh, there's another one in there. Mm. There was um, um, no whammies. Pressure no luck. Whammies. But that wasn't really a wheel. It was, a yeah, it was around, like a little, the, around the outside. Yeah. No whammies. No whammies. Big money. Uh, okay. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel like of Fortune, definitely. I have a, a direct-to-TV Wheel of Fortune game. Yeah. And it has the little spinner in the middle. Oh. And it looks garbage on new TVs. Because oh, it's I got the AV plugins. Yeah. But I remember it being really fun. Like 8-bit, 16-bit? Uh, one of those. One of those, yeah, probably. probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably pro maybe 32-bit. Uh, so, uh, quick, quick story. You know my buddy Casey. We've met yeah, him, right? yeah, I met Casey. We went to uh, Austin together. We yeah. did that. Uh, he has a uh, yeah. We did that found that footage found thing. footage pu puppet show. Yeah, he has a um, uh, a stepmother that uh, has a continuing argument with Casey. <laughs> she she vows that service merchandise gift cards were never a part of the Wheel of Fortune. Now, do you remember the service merchandise gift cards? Not sure what that okay. is. Okay, I might be a little. You, you know what service merchandise is? Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. No, I'm not this, sure what that this is. This is why I'm so telling I'm, the story. Yeah, so I'm yeah. learning something too here. So service merchandise was a uh, was a store in malls and stuff. And basically, the difference between service merchandise and a regular store is that all of their stuff was out on the floor, but there was only one of each. And so you had to oh, take okay. a little thing around and mark down what you wanted, and you take it to the cashier, you pay for it, and then it comes out on a conveyor belt. I think they were super ahead of their time because that kind of store would make it now. You oh, know, it would survive after now. COVID and all that stuff. Nobody oh. wants to deal with nothing. And, and, and well, nowadays, you would have a interface instead of yeah. a human being. So yeah. Yeah. you don't you don't even really need a a, a, a large footprint. You know, no. just a place to store stuff and get it out. Yeah. Right. So when Wheel of Fortune, um, this is the '80s, probably 
probably early 80s, uh, and it was uh, Chuck uh, Two and Two, whatever his name is. Uh, he, it, Chuck Woolery, he used to host the Wheel of Fortune. Okay. When he hosted it, uh, he, the winner of each game, you know, they have several rounds or whatever. Yeah. The winner of each round would then get to look over at the prizes, and they had like, uh, it was like a, uh, it felt like uh, Price is Right. You know, when they do the showcase showdown kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. all the prizes were over here on like the off stage thing. And they would look at them and they would choose them based on how much money they had to spend. And then the rest of it, because it would always be something left. Yeah. And they say, well, the rest of it, Chuck, I won on a uh, service merchandise gift card. And so that's the way it first started. Now they just give money and big prizes and stuff like that. Yeah. But the argument is that that never happened. And Casey's like, yes, it freaking did happen. And she just argues with she him just, all the time about yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. it never uh, happened. I've, yeah. I've never heard of that before, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mandela effect. Uh, so now uh, we're in Hank's backyard. We're setting up the uh, fryer uh, to fry a turkey. All four guys are there. Um, uh, Redcorn's Jeep comes and drops Bobby off. See you, Mr. Redcorn. Uh, Hank says, Bobby, in honor of you carving, uh, we're going to fry up one of the turkeys this year. His dad, that is no way to celebrate the rape of Native Americans for 350 <laughs> years. Hank says, Bobby, don't use the word rape. It's not polite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not polite. He goes, I don't know how else to describe this idiotic ritual. I mean, Bobby is all in. All yeah, he's in. He's, I mean, he's really in. I mean, and, and for good cause. <laughs> and I love this part. Dad, you and your white people stole hundreds of thousands of acres from John Redcorn. Bobby, look in the mirror. Uh, and now you celebrate by frying a turkey? When does the killing end? Hank's like, what the... And then as soon as Bobby storms off, Bill's, Hank, you're terrible. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Hank, like Bill had never heard any of this stuff. Uh, Hank says, I am not. And Dale says, just give him back his land, Hank. What? <laughs> like Hank has. <laughs> yeah, like he actually has he the has land. some sort of thing over all his land. Uh, okay, so Bobby is in his room. Uh, Hank comes in. Bobby is reading a book called uh, This Land is Our Land. He opens up the book, and inside it, it says to Bobby, please pass this along to a friend when you're done. Maybe Joseph, fondly John Redcorn. Uh, he, uh, Hank comes in. He goes, uh, uh, yeah. I, I got a quick, I got a yeah, please. two quick uh, quips. So, uh, quick clips. John Redcorn is an Ansazi, Anasazi Indian, mm -hmm. which uh, they were never in Texas. Yeah. Uh, they actually died out about 500 years ago. They're an ancient tribe. They don't exist. There's okay. no, no living Ansazis. But they were, and if I'm wrong about that, somebody correct me. I'm just going based off of the information that I'm, I'm get, I have, and that's the best I can do. Sure. Uh, Northern Arizona, Southern Utah, Southern Colorado, and Northern New Mexico are the areas they actually were in. And the book that Bobby's reading, This Land is Our Land, mm -hmm. is actually the book that was seen being read by John Redcorn in the previous episode, yes. Nancy Boys. At the end of it, whenever he's going over the tax stuff and thinking about getting he's yeah. got Dale involved in the IRS and all that stuff. So this is kind of a... Uh, it's a callback. It's a callback continuity yeah. thing again. So it shows you that John Redcorn may have already been contemplating because Joseph hit puberty at oh, that, on that. Sure. So he's now he's contemplating yeah. things a little more. So oh, yeah, I like yeah, it yeah. when they uh, do that with two episodes. Yeah, it's that great are, continuity. Are, it really is. Uh, so he comes in and uh, uh, Bobby says, you can't just barge in here. This room is my property. And what uh, what's the use? Look who I'm talking to. Hank says, uh, you're talking to your father. And when Bobby said, look who I'm talking to, he kind of gives him a little wave. Yeah, a little and he goes, and you will not use that Frenchman's, Frenchman's wave, wave with me. <laughs> what the hell is a Frenchman's wave? <laughs> I guess it's just you wave somebody off. Uh, he looks over and sees the turkey knife over there, and he goes, wait, uh, this is about turkey carving, isn't it? It's all right to have some pre-carving jitters. The good ones always do. Bobby says, yes, what could be more important than turkey? This makes me sick. Thanks taking isn't a time for celebration. I refuse to carve your turkey. It is basted in the blood of the innocents. I'm out. And he just storms out with yeah. Hank hanging his head on the bed. Uh, and because it's the blood of the innocents, we will take a commercial break and we'll be right, right back. All right, and we are back. And we uh, are. Hopefully you have ba uh, washed some of the blood of the innocents off of you. Uh, we are now in bed with Hank and uh, Peggy. Uh, Peggy has her itty bitty book light on her head and she's writing on a pad. Uh, Hank's, Hank's just kind of laying there thinking about the day, trying to get through it. Uh, this was going to be a perfect Thanksgiving. Bobby carving his first turkey. My dad going out of town. Pie. <laughs> that's his. Pie. That's yeah. what he's doing. My dad going out of town in pie. She says, do not blame Bobby. I taught him to keep an open mind. Mm, maybe I taught him too well. 
Damn it, Peggy. Ugh, she's gross. Uh, okay, now we're at cover to cover books. We've never seen this this store before. No, it's a, but a newer big old bookstore shop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby is in a um, he's he's got a book and he's sitting in a big chair, kind of like you go into uh, Barnes Noble or something. Got all those chairs sitting around for you to read he's, their books instead of buy them. Yeah, he's sitting he's sitting in between ethnic studies and American history. Uh, Joseph comes up to him and says, uh, come on, the naked photography books are downstairs. Somebody's going to buy them all before we get a chance to look. Bobby says, is that all you think about? Photography? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, only nah, have, yeah. I don't think it's the photography yeah, books. So he goes, I only have a day to plan an authentic Native American protest feast, and if anything has to thaw or ripen, i got to know now. Joseph takes off, and he just goes downstairs. He's, he wants to go see whoever's naked in those photos. All right, Redcorn driving the Jeep uh, down the street. He passes Joseph on the bike. He goes, oh, he backs up to catch Joseph. Uh, and he says, Joseph, how about this? Running into each other. Hey, Mr. Redcorn, I had this old headdress laying around. Thought you might not like it. <laughs> it's it's so headdress. weird, too, because there's no, like, cultural connotations with no. it or nothing. It's just like, no, it's just, hey, hey, here's this headdress. Uh, headdress. <laughs> Uh, he's, and it, it's, it's a big old Buffalo headdress too. Like it's, it's got the horns and the whole thing on it. And you know what I thought was great about this? A lot of people might not recognize this, but at this time it was okay to still call a native American Indian. Sure. And yeah. uh, well, it was, it wasn't okay, but it was socially no, I get accepted yeah. at the time. Yeah, sure. But and if you notice, Bobby never says that word. No, Bobby. All in this particular episode, I, I can't speak for every any other yeah. episode, but this one I watched just to see if Bobby ever said it. He always says and Native Bobby American. says Native American the huh. whole time, pretty much all the there way through. Um, he, so he hands his heads head headset. I got headrest sitting down here. Uh, head headset to uh, headdress. Headdress. God, his headset. Headset. Yeah, headrest, this is so headrest, you can play uh, yeah. Lego Fortnite. <laughs> here you go, buddy. Uh, he, uh, Joseph says, "Oh, horns and a feather, thanks." And he just rides off. Like hey, he didn't want this damn. No, I don't care about it. Got no, it doesn't. Like I said, there's no cultural connotation no, to nothing. him. He's grown up as a white Plus, kid. He yeah. didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know. Hank comes up to the jeep window. Uh, he goes, "John Redcorn," and he gets in. Uh, it's amazing to me in this town how people just get into each other's cars, just walk into their houses, just whatever. yeah, they're pretty uh, nonchalant with All it too. All over this place, they don't even think about it. They just do it. So Hank says, uh, what in the hell have you been telling my son? If I stole all that land, would I be living on a dang eighth of an acre? <laughs> John Redcorn says, we will rise up and reclaim all of what was once ours. He is the spirit of our people. Hank, of course, thinking, he goes, Bobby is? He goes, no, Joseph. He goes, oh. He goes, Hank. And then he starts to but cry. But he looks, yeah, he uh, like you can see the look on his face. He's just uh, like, and then Hank's like, oh, boy. Hank's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And then he leans on Hank, like just crying, I sobbing. I want my son back. I yeah. want my son back. And Hank just gets out and hauls ass. I and mean, again, he, he don't want any part of this. And again, this is this is a John Redcorn's a, 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 a what we call her a shitty Peggy, shitty John Redcorn. Because if he wanted to be his dad, yeah. He should have been his dad absolutely at conception, absolutely, or or after the baby was at least born, because yeah. he had thirteen years now. He now this kid is becoming a man. Big difference between a sperm donor and a dad. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like yeah. you, ch you chose to ride around in the jeep, yeah. listening to sure. White Snake, right. healing women. Because I don't ever think Nancy was just it. Oh no, well we know it's not because he's got a daughter. He's too. got a daughter. About so the same age. so he is a male prostitute yeah. in my eyes at this point. Yeah. And, he's a player. He is a player. And, and and if he does love Nancy and that was like his mm -hmm. main whatever, that's one thing. But he was sleeping with multiple women. Oh, he definitely. You know what I mean? Was. If yeah, he were yeah. to be this, if this kid's no, he's dad, not a great guy. He's he would have been. He would have been a dad. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now. Um, and, and one thing though, uh, I'll, I'll I'll mention real yeah. fast is that a lot of uh, Native American. Uh, portrayals mm -hmm. usually portray them as alcoholics yeah. and that's one thing that i like about this portrayal of native americans is that's true that he's not a raging drunk or nothing and they always do that yeah. in in movies yeah, for some he reason he doesn't run around going woo 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 or anything yeah. you know all of that stuff that that you normally see on a real racist portrayal it's very Africa. it's very like revered to him his yeah, culture native like American. they they revere like Oh, absolutely. Revered to him, especially. Like, you can tell he, he takes a, a great deal of uh, reverence in his religion. So now we're in or Hank's... culture. Yeah, now we're in Hank's backyard. They're setting up for Thanksgiving. So you got the tables out. You got his his fryer. Uh, you got the refrigerator box that says, uh, uh, spin a choice. Uh, and, okay, so 
there's a wheel and there's a box with a fake wheel. Yeah. Which is just odd. I'm not me. sure what that I is. I don't understand. I don't understand the, the I mean, it, does spinning one affect the other? She's got gears and pulleys. And I have no idea. I, it, it, like it, this one has a higher RPM, so it revolves more well, than that one, and they both kind of just She does do this say thing. something about making it up, making the choices up last night or whatever. Imagine if that's how clocks were. It was like two separate <laughs> two faces. One for an hour. And one, one was for an hour, minute. and they ran on. Then yeah. a very small one for seconds. There you go. Uh, so there's a cornucopia on the table. Um, Hank is over there hanging the turkey, getting ready to drop it into the fryer, uh, which seems a little short-sighted because it already should be going. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it, it, we just kind of look all across the table. There's so much food out and all this stuff. Bill's eating out of a bowl on the table. Uh, Bobby comes out with supplies, uh, and he goes over to a little cardboard table, and he unfurls a uh a sign that says thanks for nothing so he puts that out front <laughs> and he's got he's got a, a plate and a fork and a and a cup and then he's got something under a a, a big tablecloth kind of thing and then the thanks for nothing sign uh hank comes out and says bobby not in front of the boom i'm sorry dr boom yeah. what are you doing uh and this is this is the first time we've met them right the boom I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't he meet his mom on a Mother's Day episode that we've I already done? I believe so, yeah. Or, or maybe it was Grandma. Was grandma it, or mom. Was it, it was one of those two. I, no, yeah. I think it was his mom. It was his mom because he said, Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Boomhauer. That's right. And it was the Mother's Day episode. So, yeah. It, it, actually, I think we hit that episode around Mother's Day. This is the first enough. time we've met Dr. Boomhauer. Dr. Boomhauer. Yeah. yeah. And He's, then uh, we meet Jeff eventually. That's right. Yeah. He looks at Bobby and says, What are you doing? Bobby says, what a better way to educate than to have my own thanks-taking meal. It's going to be very in-your-face. And then he stands up and he goes, I refuse to eat the white man's white meat. <laughs> <laughs> Hank says, yeah. Hank is like, that's it. You're going to your room. Stay off the guest coats. Uh, Peggy comes out and goes, Hank, come on, let him be. This is normal teenage rebellion. When I was his age, I wrecked my parents' bicycle. That's <laughs> That's such a All funny right. throwaway line. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she was such a rebel. She wrecked a bicycle. Uh, Hank picks up the target. He goes, all right, fine. But this whole anti Thanksgiving thing couldn't have come at a worse time. What do you mean? Thanksgiving? Hank, is that what you mean? Yeah, <laughs> the worst time? Yeah, yeah. All right. Later, we're at the spin the choice wheel. Um, <laughs> uh, Luann and Nancy are standing there next to Peggy, and she's explaining the game to them. She says, well, this game is pretty straightforward. You can choose to spin or you can choose to choose. If you choose to spin, you can land on spin or choice or lose a spin or lose a choice or free spin or free choice or spin again. <laughs> what? Nancy looks over and she sees John Redcorn arrive. He's got, a, he's got a dish in his hands. She says, I'll be right back, and she runs over there. Peggy, continuing, says she loves this game, but her ex-lover just showed up. Most players won't face such distractions <laughs> as their ex-lovers walking in. Uh, now we go to Hank. He's slicing a turkey over there. We see that. And then it is uh, Nancy coming up to him. She goes, Hank, what's John Redcorn doing here? Hank says, I thought he was here for you. She goes, not in a while, Shug. I'm scared he might do something stupid. Would you mind kicking him out? And she just got the biggest smile, like – it's that shit-eating grin, you know? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Whole, well, she knows, how to, she knows that she can manipulate well, it. Well, yeah. it's that same, oh, bless your heart kind of thing, you know? Uh, Hank says, uh, he goes over to John Redcorn, and he goes, hey, John Redcorn. Uh, John says, Hank. says, uh, are you here for something in particular? Because this is kind of a family and neighborhood kind of, says, Bobby invited me. He goes, Bobby, he's just a minor. He doesn't he have, have the, the authority. authority he, yeah. he doesn't have the authority. Uh, John Redcorn says, is this because of what happened in the car the other day? Hank says, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, I was crying, and you felt a little uncomfortable with – Hank says, yeah, well, you know, you're here to <laughs> yeah. see Bobby, so I won't keep yeah, you. And he walks you, off yeah. again. Uh, we're back over at Bobby's table, and John Redcorn comes over to him. And he goes, hello, Bobby. How's the good fight? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Bobby says, well, Mr. Redcorn, I found – he goes, oh, there's Joseph. And he jumps up and takes off. Takes off quick. Yeah, Um Nancy sees him and says, uh, John Redcorn, what a pleasant surprise. Here, have a beer. And then she starts whispering to him, what the hell do you think you're doing here? He says, I'm going to talk to my son. I brought him a skateboard. <laughs> I brought him a skateboard. That's how you get in a kid's life. Yeah. She says, uh, he's already got a skateboard and a helmet and a father, so leave. And then Dale comes out of the sliding doors of Hank's house, not sure what he's doing in Hank's house. Uh, he says, John Redcorn, hey, here's something to be thankful for, and hands him some papers. 
He says, you got a settlement offer from the government, 12 delicious acres of unincorporated Arlen. Uh, Redcorn says, 12? I was seeking 130,000. There's no way I'm accepting this insult. Dale, being the voice of reason, yeah, somehow, the voice of reason, somehow, yeah. he goes, "Come on, twelve's a lot. Eleven of them are connected. The other one's across the highway." He says, "If you don't want them, <laughs> he goes, if you don't want them, I'll take them." I uh, drink some Alamo, and he goes, "You're right. This is something to drink too." I, he never said that. No, he fine. didn't. Yeah. Uh, so Dale taps a spoon on his Alamo can to kind of get the attention of everybody, and he goes, "May I have your attention, everyone? I would just like to make a toast to our friend John Redcorn the Third, celebrating the return of twelve acres of land, almost one one thousandth percent of what he was seeking. Kudos." Yeah. Uh, Hank says, "Oh, all right then." Uh, then. Um, Redcorn looks at Dale and goes, Joseph hates me. And Dale, not knowing what the hell he's talking about, he goes, why would Joseph hate you? He barely knows you. Uh, and then Redcorn, in turn, takes his spoon and taps it on Alamo can to get everybody's um, attention. He goes, I would also like to make a toast to the white man who steals our land and steals our sons. Uh, <laughs> and then Dale says, to the white man. And, and Peggy's like, to the white man? And then everybody looks at each other. They've all got these shifty eyes. They're all just unsure that they're even supposed to be saying anything. Hank looks over at Bobby at his table. Bobby's just kind of dejected because nobody's listening to his uh, protest story. He goes, what the hell? Bobby, if you have anything nice to say about the American Indians, now would be a good time. Bobby just enthralled at this point. He's like, oh, thank God. He's enjoying it. Somebody's going to listen to me. So he stands up and people start gathering around. He goes, thank you for finally hearing our voice. My friend, our voice, my John, yeah, our my, voice. my friend, John Redcorn has taught me about how important the history of his people is, especially on this day. And I am the only one who saw fit to prepare a feast that honors the native American culture, not my land grabbing ancestors. And you just, you see Hank and he's, ugh. he knows that he made the wrong choice. He made the super wrong choice. And Bobby says, according to many expensive books, I studied at the bookstore, the, Anna Ozzy is the way the he pronounced Ansa- it. Yeah, Anna Ozzy. Uh, tribe from the region celebrated their most festive occasions by eating the body of their enemies. Everybody just looks completely horrified. He continues, anthropologists have found the leftovers of these sacred meals, human bones with shiny patches as if rubbed smooth against the walls of cooking pots. Everybody in the crowd just like, oh, God. He says, so today we salute the Native American cannibal or people eater. It is in this spirit that I invite you to enjoy a Native American cannibal feast. And he takes the cloth off the dish uh, and he presents it to John Redcorn. He says, Mr. Redcorn, this head's for you. And it is literally like, it's like one of those uh, cheese balls you get, you know, with the nuts on the outside of it. But it's about the size of a cantaloupe. Uh, It has the headdress on it. That's a very Caucasian thing. Yeah, I've never, I've never, ball? I've never seen one unless it's been at uh, sure. an older white Baptist woman's yeah. house. Yeah, I got tons of them. Uh, my friends, uh, my friend's grandma, she always forces to go to church and stuff when we yeah. were staying out at her house. Yeah, and uh, she's trying to save your soul. Man. Well, she's trying. Uh, she failed miserably. <laughs> uh, great try though, but she would always host a, like a dinner, not a dinner. It was like lunch right after. So she would go home and, you know, she would leave a little bit early, go home, yeah. rush, set all the sure. lunch up, and everybody would get there by, like, one thirty-two, and they'd have, like, a big lunch. And they always had those cheese balls with the, the, the what you're talking about, with, it. like, yep. stuff to, like, scoop yep. and dip. and It's a weird little tradition. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're too hard to dip into, you know? So, anyway, the head is about the size of a cantaloupe. It looks like a cheese ball. It's got a carrot for a nose. It's got a piece of celery for a mouth. It's got that headdress on it, and it's on a big silver platter with some lettuce on on the bottom of it. Uh, and then Joseph says, "Oh man, you eat people." Uh, Redcorn, <laughs> yeah. Redcorn responds, "Joseph, don't listen to him. That was over seven hundred years ago." And he grabs Joseph by the shoulders. Joseph says, "Get your hands off me, you cannibal freak!" And he runs off. And that is our second commercial break. We'll take that, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed those commercials for human flesh. Uh, now we're, uh, uh, at John Redcorn's house, uh, Dale's driven his dead bug, uh, bugabago over. He's taken a dish into John Redcorn cause he knows Redcorn was upset. Uh, he knocks on the door and says, John Redcorn, it's me. I brought you a to-go plate. It's necks and jibs. <laughs> 
John Redcorn looks out. He just looks super angry that anybody has even come over there. He goes, they were that close to giving them to the dog. He just goes right in his house. He goes, look, I feel terrible about what Joseph said. My son has all the gribble passion with none of the gribble charm. There is no gribble charm, Dale. Yeah, there is none. Well, it might be. Yeah, that might be why he's <laughs> well, married true. to Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. Uh, John Redcorn says, your son. Yes, I've been meaning to talk to you about your son. He goes, sit down. He's, and Dale just, boom, immediately sits down. He does not question. 14 years ago, I was gassing up my Jeep, and I met, and then boom. he knocks these flowers down on the vase and on, on the floor. Uh, and then Dale says, uh, do I still need to use an ashtray? <laughs> And he, uh, uh, he, he's trying to light a cigarette, right? I mean, and he's, he's obviously very nervous now because you've got this big old John Redcorn. That's yeah, John Redcorn's a him. big guy. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. We had a buddy, uh, as a kid, as a younger kid who, uh, uh, had similar features. Yeah. He was a half white, half Hispanic kid, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a skateboarder, but he had real long hair, yeah. and that was the nickname that he was given because he, he had the same complexion and everything Red as John Corn? Redcorn. Oh, really? Yeah, he looked like John wow. Redcorn when we were growing up. And we all That's what we called him. That was his nickname. That's pretty funny. Uh, okay, now everyone is gathered around the Spin the Choice refrigerator box slash yeah. wheel, uh, and then... Uh, Peggy says, you want me to consult the rule book, Dr. Boomhauer? And she looks at the, the little rules she's written. She goes, fine, you lose. Up comes Joseph. Uh, Nancy taps him on the shoulder and goes, oh, sorry. I thought you were Mr. Redcorn. That guy creeps me out. She goes, John Redcorn's a good man who lost everything important to him. He goes, yeah, it's stupid land. Get over it already. She goes, Joseph John Gribble, you should be ashamed of yourself. What if your father lost the place he hunted and fished and lived and loved? Maybe it's my fault you don't understand anything about his heritage. It's time we had a talk. So that, that starts to worry you, like, like she's actually going to bring everybody in on this thing. Uh, we're back at Red Corn, which would be a crazy. It would have been a crazy episode. That would have been a crazy way to do it. Too. I think yeah. a good episode. Uh, that's something we should do for like a Friday. What kind of episodes we would want to see out of a new one? One that I want to see is a Dale Nancy origin story. Yeah, like we know oh, how Peggy. Nice. We know how like Peggy met, mm -hmm. uh, and we even know how Lenore and Bill yeah. meet. Yeah, but you never. I, I, I could be wrong. We're going through this, and we might find out they. We do know their origin story, but I right now in season five have not heard their origin story. So I don't think we do. I don't know. I really can't think of an yeah. episode i feel like i would remember that one out of all the 13 seasons yeah, worth of episodes i feel yeah. like i remember that so that would be cool or maybe uh men and cons origin story or something like that if they end up bringing con back yeah i really hope they bring him back i hope they do i hope they find something because you can't really have the neighborhood without him honestly so we're back at john redcorn's trailer he is just pacing back and forth he's so pissed okay how about this some things in life just happen you don't want to hurt anyone but and then Dale comes in and goes, come on, so Joseph called you a cannibal. It's not like it's true, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, is he it? Says, of course not. Any cultural anthropologist will tell you that the Anzazi tribe last practiced cannibalism over 700 years ago. He goes, and you're affiliated with what tribe? He goes, Dale, I don't eat people. For God's sake, it would be like me accusing you of cannibalism just because that nut in Michigan who boiled body parts on his stove was white. Uh, he's talking about uh, Dahmer. Uh, and then he says, was that Dauber? Yeah, that was, yeah, Dauber. that is Dauber. Yeah. He goes, uh, and that disc jockey in Philadelphia who ate people in his basement, also white. I don't know who he's talking about there or if that's actually a real thing. Uh, Dale says, uh, boy, you're really up on your cannibalism, John Redcorn. Well, look at the time. Uh, John try uh, or Dale tries to stand up and he just sits right back down when John Redcorn starts talking to him again. It just makes you. me so angry. And then he just kind of, <laughs> he goes, you should know that I'm highly carcinogenic. All right, I got you. Yeah. So there was a guy. He was a disc jockey? Uh, he was a disc jockey, and he's actually actually the guy who... Made toe soup. Uh, I don't see where it says disc jockey, though. That's all right. But if he's talking about this same guy or not, I'm not sure. But if it is, it's the guy who Buffalo Bill was kind of oh. done after. He had a self-dug pit in his basement floor. Oh. I don't know if that was him or not. Yeah, that seems about right. So Dale says he's highly carcinogenic, uh, trying to get him to not not uh, eat him. Uh, we're back at the spin the choice wheel and refrigerator box, and Peggy says she you hear this cowbell sound. She goes, "Okay, that bell means you get a chance to spin the prize." She's talking to to uh, Bill, by the way, who's really amped up about this thing. 
She goes, okay, that bell means you get a chance to spin the prize wheel. I came up with the prize wheel late last night. So picture this as a 30-foot wheel that spins. And then she puts her arm up, and she goes, Bill, spin my arm. And he spins it, and she starts going around the thing with her stupid arm going, like it's clicking around. He goes, come on, come on. I went It lands on Winnebago. And by the way, the choices are free spin, Winnebago, free choice, washer dryer, Mazda, point, Mazda, there you point go. blank, whatever that is, Mercedes, and a microwave point blank. oven. Wasn't that a movie at that time? It, right? it may have been. And she's giving you the VHS movie, <laughs> she's Point Blank. She's giving you the movie, yeah. Uh, he's like, come on, come on, come on. And it stops, and he goes, I win a Winnebago. And then she goes, Doo, and goes to the next one, and she goes, oh. And it goes to free choice. He goes, so close. I spun it a little, little too, too hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just her arm. arm. Yeah. Uh, you hear the phone start to ring. Hank goes in through the glass doors and answers the phone. Uh, and then it's Dale on the other end of the phone, hiding in Redcorn's bathroom, sitting on the toilet, caulking real quiet into the phone. He goes, John Redcorn kidnapped me, and he's going to eat me. Hank says, you're with John Redcorn? Has he told you anything? He goes, he's playing it very coy. You have to save me, Hank. Now, here's the plan. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> or Hank says, Dale, you're just going... <laughs> He goes, well, I got nothing. Yeah. So now we go back to the wheel. Uh, Hank walks over to Peggy and says, Peggy, I got to go for a spin to pick up Dale. He's over at Redcorn, scared out of his pants. Joseph pops up and says, I want to go. And then Bobby, I want to go too for Mr. Redcorn. Uh, Hank says, Bobby, haven't you done enough to him? And he goes, it's my choice. And then <laughs> Peggy being shitty Peggy. Then give me your choice then card. Give me your choice card. That's all she's worried about. All right, so now we got all three of them: uh, John Redcorn, uh, Hank, and Bobby in the in the little red truck. They're driving over to Redcorn's, and then Bobby says one of the things that uh, really yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, I, I'd said earlier I don't think he ever he ever says that this word to yeah. mention for Nathan. Oh, he does. Yeah, does. I guess yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, "I'm glad the Cowboys lost today after they all did what all they did to the Indians." That is one of the worst things you can say to him. That Hank. is terrible, and uh, I hope they lose tonight <laughs> against the Eagles. Hank says, damn it, don't go dragging them into this. You're already in enough trouble. You called John Redcorn a cannibal. That's one of the worst Whoa. things you can call a person. No, nah, it's pretty bad. Bobby yeah. says, no, it's not. The New York Times says cannibalism is part of his cultural heritage, and you have to respect other people's culture. Who are we to judge? Hank says, I, I'm not judging. I'm just stating the simple fact. It is wrong to eat human beings. <laughs> Bobby says you. Hank says yes, and I'll say it again. It is wrong to eat another human being. Uh, Bobby says, but it was right for the white man to throw blankets with smallpox on the Indian reservations. Well, that is not apples. That's apples and oranges. Uh, apples and oranges. He goes, no, that was wrong too, but so is eating human beings. And then he just kind of, <sighs> okay. Uh, Bobby, I agree that stealing land, Indians' land was wrong. Can't you agree that eating people is wrong? Bobby's like, uh, I guess. Well, there you go. You know, I left one turkey uncarved. So Bobby has just completely come around now. Yeah, just he finally came in around. In the blink of an eye. Yeah, over cannibalism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes, can I have the knife back? He goes, you sure can, Bobby. But you barely need a knife because that bad boy is so God dang succulent. succulent. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> That's exactly what somebody would tell you about oh, their yeah. turkey. Oh, I can yeah. imagine like going to work after Thanksgiving when I was still at the factory and you sit down and everybody's talking about all the turkey because it's all fried. Yeah, everybody yeah, either yeah. fried it or sure. smoked it. Sure. And they're like, man, that turkey, fall off the bone. You cut it with a knife. <laughs> you cut it with a fork, you know? <laughs> so we're back at Redcorns. They drive up. Uh, you see John Redcorn out on a bench out front and Dale's head sticking up through the, the uh, uh, like the moonroof on the, on yeah. the trailer. Uh, and he sticks his head up and he goes, ah! and he falls, uh, through the trailer. Uh, Hank comes up and, and he's talking to Redcorn. He goes, so what, what did you say to Dale? Nothing yet. I can't believe she left me for that. And he's, he's talking about Dale who just fell down through the thing. Uh, Hank says, she didn't leave you for that. She married the two years before she met you. Yeah. She married that. <laughs> yeah. And then comes, uh, uh, Dale, he, he, jumps out the window and he rolls on the ground gets up behind hank and then looks at redcorn and goes cha -cha -cha. uh then we get uh, joseph saying dad uh redcorn joseph's here good i can tell both of them at the same time and i there's so many times when he's gonna spill all the beans here and he never him does. and nancy both honestly yeah, yeah yeah i really thought that nancy would have spilled the beans too by the end of the episode yeah. how it plays out but it doesn't you know she ends up not 
Uh, Dale says to him, uh, get back in the truck behind Bobby where you're safe. Uh, Joseph says, it's okay. He's not going to eat anyone. Mr. Redcorn, I know you're not really a cannibal. My mom told me. She told me a lot of things. Really? Like, like what? what? Yeah. yeah. So here's you're one like, what? What'd she tell you? He yeah. goes, how the white man stole your land and your heritage and that it's time you got it back and how we're all children of the earth. So in a weird way, we're all related. And there's a there's a kind of a shared smile yeah. between the two of them. It means different things to both of them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then uh, Dale... So, what do you want to tell us, Kimosabe? Kimosabe, yeah. What a crappy thing to say to a, a Native American. Uh, and John Redcorn says, I think I will take those uh, pieces of land, and then upon my death, I would like to pass the land on to you, Dale, for all the help you've given me. Dale says, score. He goes, then Joseph will live on my forefather's land after you die. <laughs> well, wow. Dale ends it. So, what is he going to do? Just will all his stuff to Dale so Joseph gets it? He ends it with a thanks, Captain Bring Down. Now, the next thing we see is a bunch of cars going by real fast. It's on the highway, and we're we're at the land that he's been given by uh, Arlen, uh, and it's very loud uh, because I mean it's a highway. And it's just a median in the highway, too. That's an acre in the median. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, guy I worked with when I worked at the candy factory whose dad owned a piece of land in Axtell. Yeah. And they went to put uh, redo the highways and stuff because there's like a split in right. Axtell, sure. and then there's like two separate highways that it's in between. Well, a certain part of his land was where one of the splits is at, and yeah. the split went right through his land. Yeah. So his dad owns a small, tiny, because yeah. they paid for the piece of land they used, and then he's got this small, tiny little piece of same, land in an island. It was the same for us. Uh, my wife and her sister were given some land after their father passed away, and they had all this acreage on one yeah. side of the highway. On the other side, there was just this little tiny strip because they had split it with the highway. Oh, so the know? highway yeah. paid paid to put thing. it in. Yeah, yeah they give them thing. the they pay for the right to use it. Yeah. All right, so now we're on that land, and Hank is talking to John Redcorn. He says, this is nice land, John Redcorn, with a little TLC. And you hear a bunch of traffic burr, noises. Burr. You can barely hear Hank yeah. talking. He goes, I bet you could turn this into a real nice place, maybe put up a garden and a fence. And and then John Redcorn says, and I'm thinking about suing the highway department to put in a sound-dampening fence. The coolest part of this whole episode to me is when they pan out at the very end. You get uh. this huge wide shot everybody is there they have brought all the thanksgiving stuff over and they're going to have thanksgiving in the middle of this highway yeah. right in the middle of the highway it's actually kind of yeah. cool yeah i like that yeah it was the very, sentiment behind very it. heartwarming yeah yeah that was a good episode then it's one of the, my favorite episodes after the credits you get oh my god oh, it's, it's so, so juicy. juicy yeah yep and that is it that is uh season five episode three spin the choice yeah and uh we have some cool stuff coming up soon i got some interviews lined up for us uh for for the friday episodes joe biden uh well they hunter biden yeah joe biden hunter biden mm -hmm. uh post indicted donald trump sure uh that cat that used to play the piano uh the guy who played heathcliff's voice mm, very that good guy as well very good but yeah. no uh so i've reached out to some content creators yeah that i've seen on uh Instagram that posts uh, lots of King of the Hill content. I've reached out to about two or three of them. A couple have responded, and I'm going to yeah. try to get them scheduled in. Great. And then there's a, a new King of the Hill podcast. Uh, I actually would uh, do a call to action for you guys. I want you all to go listen to it and tell us what you think about it. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, it's called... Uh, Man. This land is our Hills land. of the King or something. Hills of the Hills, King. Hill yeah. King. Yeah. The Hill King podcast. Okay. The Hill King, that's what it is. It's the Hill King podcast. Hill King. Or the Hills Kings okay. or something like that. Hill Hills Kings. Eyes King. The Hill Kings the podcast. The King of the Hills Eyes. Yeah. The Hill yeah. Kings podcast, Hill I'm Kings. pretty sure is what it's called. Uh, I've invited them to be on, and we're going to try to have them on next week. Uh, Very nice. For, for a Friday episode or something. looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so tell people where they can find us, and then I want to kind of announce something. Yeah, you could find us on B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H.com, or you could go to roguemedianetwork.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. You got it. Uh, so we've been asking for y'all's uh, input on kind of a spinoff show. Uh, I think the choice has been made. Yep. Uh, we spun the choice and we came up with Adult Swim. So yep. it's very fertile ground. Uh, we were we were asked to make, uh, or we were we were asked 
to do this one by a couple of people. Mm-hmm. And then I asked you what kind of responses we had gotten today. And you said, well, some, they, they were saying adult swim. And I was like, that's exactly what yeah, I was thinking uh, about. Specifically, I got an email from a guy who's emailed us before. His yeah. name is, uh, give me just two seconds here. Uh, super. His name is Hill. It's King. the guy, super A S D K E. Oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just run, re- run through his super email. Super ask yeah, he said, hey, guys, been a while. Just wanted to say I love the running joke saying that next week will be the face-off with Bob's Burgers because we've done that two weeks in a row. <laughs> I guess right. we'll keep that. Sure. We'll say it. I sure. guess we'll have to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, Mike had suggested. We have the best intentions. Yeah, we do. We, we do really have the best intentions. Yeah. We have that scheduled out to do, but yeah. just things come up, yeah. and uh, I don't know. You know, this is it is what it is. Yeah. So he said that <laughs> you had mentioned ATHF before, Aqua Teen Hunger yeah. Force, yeah. and uh, he said that that would be great, but it would also be great to see like adult swim. Yeah. So he mentions like the venture bros, moral oral mm-hmm. ATHF, Aquatine hunger force. Of those of you who don't know, Do pickles, uh, Bob's burger pickles. Yeah. Boondocks, Birdman, mm-hmm. bird girl. And mm-hmm. I think what that does for, for us though, he said, please no Rick and Morty, <laughs> uh, which I'm, I'm really not a fan of Rick and Morty like that. I like the first season, but I'm yeah. not really that big of a fan. It was My a great idea. Oh, oh, it's been flickering. Was it? Yeah, it it's kind of it's kind of been on and off a couple of times. Huh. We got a, a little neon sign in here, and it keeps going on and off. Huh. The spirits of our ancestors. But yeah, so uh, I, we another, don't have a name though. We don't. So we another don't call to action yet. is yeah. is put in like su- like send us suggestions for name choices. I vote for adult swum. Adult swum. Like it's after the swim. It's swum. Adult swum. Or adult swam. Swam. Yeah. Swim did. Or uh, adults have swum, <laughs> or call it the kiddie pool. No, no, I don't do like that at you all. You don't like that no, one. <laughs> that, one, that one's rough. Yeah, that I don't one's like really that. rough. Yeah, kiddie I don't like that pool. one. No, <laughs> that one is a little rough. No, 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 no. But uh, we, we, I don't know, we'll come up with we'd have to go up and down the floors of this building and identify ourselves. If the we public, did we could do. We, we could call if we did it something uh, called kiddie pool. We'd have to let people know we're in the area. We could call it the public pool. No, or the I, the watering hole. Or uh, yeah, something? something like that. Yeah, yeah it'll something be something. Pool but, related. but we're willing to take names too. So yeah, we might not use have, your suggestion, but if yeah. we knew, if we do use your suggestion, maybe we'll do something cool for you. I and maybe know. we'll take your na- suggestion and just bastardize it and make it into something else. Yeah, but yeah, we would love to have some names from you guys. So if you want to send us some of those, that's real easy to do. You can do it on our Instagram page. You can do it. Yeah, and everything is b w a a a k o t h dot com. You can find all the social medias. B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. That's three A's, and that's all King of the Hill. Uh, that's all social media stuff. Also, uh, all socials. Also, let me bring up that this last Friday, we played every single ad or fake announcement or whatever. I played, played through they all of them. all of them this last Friday. Yeah, and if we missed anybody, any of you out there who have sent them, if, if we missed any of them, let us know. Because I want to play those as well. Uh, we've done a bad job of playing those over the years, and so I wanted to make sure I did it. Yeah, so uh, we Matanye. We Matanye, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network 